Badger State Banner, Black River Falls, Wisconsin, 18 June 1891. The motto of the high school graduating class of 1891 was, Standing with reluctant feet, where the brook and the river meet. Jack and Beulah. Jack was born of a pure French father and some mother, perhaps Beulah, perhaps not. Jack knew nothing about him. His father almost never spoke to him, and once he was dead, he spoke less. Beulah only spoke a little more than this. Eula knelt on the dirt floor, looking at Jack sleeping on his side after she awoke. The palms of her hands rested on her knees, and she waited, and watched him sleeping all the while that the morning rose out of the dew, and began to move with pale light, until the birds finished their chorus for the rising sun, until a yellow light shot the open doorway. Pupe she said. Beulah spoke the patois to Jack that she had learned from Jack's father. Jack rolled onto his back. Manja, she said. And he took his breakfast lying on the dirt floor of the cabin in the bedding of bearskins. Bonsoir, Jack told her. And she brought the wooden bucket she had dipped in the creek before he awoke and put it beside him, and he ladled the water to sip it. Messy, he said. He drank it. It was cold. Beulah squatted and waited. Beulah is shaped like a bean pot, is short and brown. She was his father's squaw, and she is now his squaw. She is many, many years old, Many, many years old like a tree is old, and like a tree that is very old, she very much does not change. Her hair is as thick and as black as when she was a young girl, and she keeps it glossy with the bear grease she makes Jack get for her, and keeps it well combed and clean. Her face is round, and her skin like a baby's bottom, and she does not age. She does not smile, and she does not frown. She looked at Jack as he ate, and picked up the bowl when he finished. She cleaned it right away. She kept the cabin neat. There were few possessions, no more than may be necessary for two human beings. She kept their possessions clean, and always kept them in their particular place. She watched to see that Jack had finished drinking, 
She did not rush him to finish. She was patient as a wise spider. When he finished, he lay back again, and she took away the bucket and set it by the door where it was kept and hung the ladle on the peg above it. What Jack had learned in letters and words, except the patois, he had learned from a young, shoeless, hatless preacher who visited, in passing, every summer of childhood. He never knew a summer when the preacher did not visit. The preacher took Jack alone into the woods and spoke to him in English, and taught him to read the Bible, and taught him to recite prayers and verses. His father never spoke to the preacher, nor did the preacher speak to him. During the summer, he did not see his father. He was hunting bear or cougar. He did not see his father very much in the winter. He was trapping beaver, marten, or fisher. Beulah was always with him. He knew no other children. Jack said to Beulah in English, I beheld them in the low places, Beulah. I beheld them among the lilies of the field. They are the plague of locusts, Beulah, locusts. Verily the Lord shall smite them. The Lord shall smite them, Beulah. He stood up and said, The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. And so he got dressed in his buckskins and took up his father's muzzle-loading musket and his powder horn and left the cabin. Beulah asked him, like everything that she said, she said it plainly and without emotion in her voice or in her face. He said without turning to look back, Bonsoir. He took the canoe that his father had made and the paddle that he had made and approached the place of the encampment that he had found. These strangers and their stench these white people, whose patois he could not understand, who wore black clothes and large-brimmed hats, and who cut trees to the ground with two-man cross-cut saws, and burned the whole trees, and burned their stumps. They burned more lumber than they used for housing. He thought this essentially foolish, and he watched them with nauseous detestation. He stayed stooped and well hidden in the brush, and was very careful that they never saw him. He watched until the sunset, and they collected at their fires to eat. He watched until they had eaten, and put away their cooking things, and washed. He watched until they went to bed, and the fire became small, and the night became cold on his back. Then he made a war whoop. He made the branches to shake in the brush, and he ran on the shore up and down and made war whoops, and all the people came out of their tents and their half-finished homes and ran into the woods in their night clothes. He laughed to himself and said, Jack is good, he said, Napaboule. went into the tents and the half-finished houses, and he stole things. He stole their rifles and their pewter cups, and their silver baby rattles. He stole hams and sacks of flour. He stole the sack of salt and some axes. 
He took these to his canoe, and he paddled back downriver to Beulah and his cabin, and brought them all to her and showed them to her. He was proud of what he had done, and he told her so. Beulah looked at these things, and some of them she thought useful, and some she did not. And she said to Jack, Kisasaye, Philistines and Romans, Beulah, Sodomites and Babylonians. He held his arms wide and grinned. He shrugged. He laughed. She shook her head and she said he would get himself killed. Tuye, tuye, muri. He laughed again and said he cannot be killed and drank whiskey and went to sleep drunk. He went back the next day he watched them again all the day. They were undeterred by the terrors of the night. He admired them for this. He admired their labor and their diligence. He was fascinated with the children and the nurturing mothers who tended them. He watched until the sunset, and they collected at their fires to eat. He watched until they had eaten and put away the cooking things and washed. He watched until they went to bed and the fire became small and the night became cold on his back. Again, he made a war whoop. He made the branches to shake in the brush, and he ran up and down the shore, and made the war whoops, and all the people came out of their tents and their half-finished homes, and ran into the woods in their night clothes. He laughed to himself, and he said, Not boulet. He went into the tents, and the half-finished houses, and he stole things. He stole petticoats, and dolls, and a sugar teat from a baby's cradle, though he did not know what it was. He stole a man's hat, and two pistols, and a coil of rope. He took these to his canoe, and he paddled back down river to Beulah and his cabin, and he brought them all to her, and showed them to her. He was proud of what he'd done, and he told her how he had done it, and he would do it night after night until they had left the place in dismay, left the country, and went back to the country that they came from. Again, she warned, Tuye, Tuye Mori. But he laughed and said he cannot be killed, and drank whiskey and went to sleep drunk. A third time he went to the encampment and hid in the bushes. This time the people were wary and they had posted a man to guard. But again, when he made his war whoops and his noises, the people ran in their night clothes into the woods, and even the sentinel fled. Again he stole things that he found, a parasol, a music box, and an enema bulb. But he had to leave quickly because men of the encampment crept back and should have discovered him, and when he left, shots were fired. Beulah liked the music box. Jack pranced with the parasol to the music that it played, and they laughed. But again she warned him not to return. Tuye, tuye muri. But Jack replied, I can't be killed, and got drunk and slept very late into the next day. When he prepared to leave for the encampment that afternoon, Beulah went down to the canoe with him, following without words. 
But when he shoved off with the extension of his paddle against the bank, she warned him a last time. Pa aller, poupe. Tu y mure. Jack laughed and said, Pas gen problème. It was already sundown when he crept up to the encampment, and the settlers were not eating as they usually do. They had been packing. They were leaving this place, Jack thought. He wanted to celebrate, and he almost jumped up to yell, but he hunched down and contained his laughter. He watched as they went to bed. He saw two sentinels this time. He knew he needed a better subterfuge now. But only one more, he thought. He took the rope that he had stolen on yesternight and crawled along the bushes of the shore, looped it among the branches and drew it out at length and tangled in many places. The men kept up the fire this night. They were looking at the bushes, but they did not see him there. Now, when he shouted his war whoop, he shook the tangled bushes with the rope, and the men shot uselessly at them, and the people came out in their nightclothes and fled, and the men threw down their rifles and fled too. Jack ran into the encampment, whooping his war cry, and he shot his musket in the air. Then, laughing, he set to stealing again. But inside a tent, one man had stayed. When Jack drew back the flap of the tent, the man pointed the muzzle of his rifle at him, and Jack jumped back and ran like a rabbit to the river and his canoe. And the man shot him as he was stepping into the canoe, and Jack fell back on the shore, half in the water and half out, and the canoe drifted off downstream. The man looked at Jack and saw that he was dead and stripped his buckskins off him and took his musket and his powder horn. The people all came back and looked at him and they were surprised it was a white man. And a group of them got down and pushed his body into the river and let it float away and rolled over, belly up. Beulah sat at the shore of the river all night. She heard the shots fired. And when dawn came, she saw the canoe drifting sideways on the river and empty. And she waded out to catch it and bring it ashore. When she had pulled it ashore, she saw Jack's naked body floating on its back in the river. And she waded out to catch it and bring it ashore. Now she spoke her Indian language. She sang her Indian songs. Songs that Jack only heard her sing when his father died and when it was the winter solstice. She cradled Jack in her arms and she rocked and she sang to the sky. Soon Jack awoke and he said to her, Mon pa tu bien, Beulah. Beulah looked at his body carefully, and she saw that he was not seriously hurt, so she let him fall out of her arms, and she stood up and went to the cabin. Jack lay on the ground and said sadly, Mwan malad, Beulah. 
but she ignored him. And when she returned, she was carrying the things that he had stolen. She brought all the stolen things and put them into the canoe. Then she got into the canoe and waited until Jack got in, and she turned the canoe with her paddling in the river and took it upriver to the encampment of the people. The people had posted some to watch the river as they were preparing to break their camp and leave, and they called out when they saw the canoe with Jack and Beulah. Men gathered at the shore with rifles as Beulah in the stern bore the canoe toward them, Jack sitting naked in the bow. He was cold and shivering. He felt very sorry for himself and looked foolish. They did not shoot, but they held their rifles with the intent to shoot. Beulah got out of the canoe into the river and drew it ashore and took all the things that Jack had stolen, the rifles and pistols, the flour and salt, the hams, the baby rattles, the enema bulb, the parasol, and the music box and everything else and put them in front of the women who stood back behind the men clutching their children. It was to one of the women that Beulah spoke, but it was a man closest to her with a stringy gray beard holding his rifle pointed at her, who inquired, Sinzi en Einder? And pointing his rifle toward Jack, added, Ist er an Eweiser? And she answered him with her patois. Mwan regretsa. Mwan regretsa. Jack stood naked and shivering on the shore and said, Beulah, Mwan malad. Beulah Mwan on Vivamni, and ran into the bushes and retched. Beulah gestured and tried to make them understand that she wanted his clothes back and his musket, and gestured at the things that had been stolen and shook her head and said, Mwan regretsa, souple, souple ban Mwan. She pointed at the buckskin jerkin that one of the little children had put on, Jack's jerkin, and they understood, and took it, and gave it to her. In time, she also got the musket and the powder horn, but they emptied the gunpowder on the ground. Jack's buckskin pants had been burned in the campfire, so Jack only had his buckskin jerkin to wear, but he was not shivering anymore, and he felt better. None in this encounter could understand each other when they spoke, they did not all know the Patois, or German, or English, or Indian. But they understood each other by how they acted toward one another. Beulah came to them every day thereafter, and helped the women to learn what plants were good in the woods. And in time they trusted her to make medicines for their children when they had fevers and croup. Jack pouted for a long time. Beulah did not make him another pair of buckskin pants until he had killed a deer that fall. And even then, not until the snow fell and it was cold. Tis the gift to be simple, tis the gift to be free, tis the gift to come down where you want to be. And when we find ourselves in the place just right, 
Turn, turn will be our delight till by turn.